Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Anything Goes. I'm Emma Chamberlain, your host. <laughs> How is that more professional intro? Do we like it? Do we hate it? What do we think? Um, hi, everybody. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am struggling with the pod. I recorded two episodes for today and I hated both of them and I scrapped them. And then I just recorded half of an episode and I stopped recording and I was like, I hate it. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with me. It's so weird, but I really am excited. Sorry, I had a lot of hot sauce this morning on my breakfast and now I keep burping it up and it hurts. Um, but we persevere and we will get through it. But I like to be honest. See, being honest is a double-edged sword and I've been realizing this recently in my personal life and on social media. I'm almost so honest to a point where it might even harm me because I just want to talk about everything. I want to be like open about everything. I want to come on here and tell you that I tried to record three times and it didn't work. But part of me wonders if that makes me seem negative or makes me seem whiny because I'm honest about even the bad moments. Does it just seem like I'm complaining or does it seem like I'm just being honest and venting? I don't know. And that, that extends into my personal life. I like to talk about anything and everything. And even the shit that people kind of bottle up because they're like, well, I'm going to keep this one to myself because I don't want to like weigh down others. But I like get into it anyway. And I wonder, I, I think recently I've been kind of insecure about my openness. I'm like, am I too open? I don't know. So that's something I'm, I'm thinking about right now. And I think that's why I, I scrapped two episodes because I was giving opinions on things and being really honest. And I listened back and I was like, eh, too much, Emma, too much. Step back. Keep some shit to yourself, you know? But I think that right now it's hard because it's so easy to fixate on things right now and like form really strong opinions right now because we have so much time on our hands. This episode of Anything Goes is presented by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Azo offers an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Save 20% with promo code PODCAST on azoproducts.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible, start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for, like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids, or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is supported by H&R Block. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no-surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a Block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season is better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. But anyway, 
I just got home from the Bay Area. I went home for Thanksgiving and I stayed at my dad's house, which I haven't done in a really long time. And it was kind of awesome because here's why. In LA, I feel like everything is so, it's very gross and dirty here. Don't get me wrong, but I more mean people wise. Everybody's really put together. A lot of people are very beautiful and very put together and just, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are just very, very much Gucci belt to the grocery store vibes. You know what I'm saying? And I've been around that for so long that that kind of became my reality in my head. And then when I went home and saw a little bit more of a normal town, like it was just a normal town. It's like some people didn't brush their hair that morning. It was amazing. It was amazing to be around. And I really kind of let myself go a little bit, not in a bad way, but in a good way. I was like, I wasn't fucking showering, which shut up before you even get into that. I don't even want you guys to roast me for that because sometimes it happens. Okay. Um, I like didn't have to shave my legs. I wasn't wearing makeup ever. I was wearing the same clothes the whole week. I packed a whole massive suitcase and wore one outfit. It was amazing. I wore one hoodie. I I wore one hoodie. And it was nice to kind of experience something a little bit more simple. And I feel like I learned a lot on the trip. And, And one of the things I realized was I need to find something in my life that excites me that has no real goal or end point in sight. I'll give you a little bit of an example. In school, every single thing that you do at school, whether you're in like a book club or a math club or you're doing a sport or you're in like a really special science class, every single thing that you do at school has an end goal in sight. For example, Again, I keep going for example. I'm fucking in an inception of four examples right now. The, the, like, if you're in like the math club, you're probably not in the math club because you genuinely enjoy the math club. You're probably in the math club because you know that having that on your college application is going to give you a better chance of getting into the school you want. Let's say you're doing a sport. Maybe you want a scholarship. Let's say you're taking a really hard science class. That's probably for college in some way. Let's say you're taking special summer camp classes. It's probably for college in some way so that you can go to college and get a better job, which eventually makes you money. Like it's hard for people to find a hobby or something that they like to do that doesn't lead to financial gain at some point. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, you know, I used to do YouTube for fun and all that in social media for fun and all of that. But eventually I started making money from it. And then it was like, you know, it lost that charm for me in a way of, I'm just doing this because I love it. Because now I'm doing it because I love it, but also because this is now my job. And my dad was telling me, he was like, you need to find something that you like in your life that's, that's just, that you don't even need to get good at, that you just enjoy doesn't have there's no need to get good at it you need to find something in your life that you want to do because you enjoy doing it that doesn't ever need to make you money doesn't ever need to benefit you in some sort of materialistic way something that you like to do and he told me that and I was like uh that's an exhausting piece of advice to give somebody like 
<laughs> what a fucking homework assignment being like, okay, find a hobby that you like. <laughs> That's not easy to do. It's hard to just find something that you like to do. For me, I have a really hard time with hobbies because I don't like doing anything. I, I just work and do the necessary things to survive and then sleep and then again and again. And I don't have things that I just enjoy doing because to me it feels like a waste of time, which is not true. But that's how my brain works. My brain's like, why pick up a fucking useless hobby? What's the point of it? My mind is almost wired in the way of if it's not going to benefit me in surviving, then why do it? But when I was on my trip home, I kind of had a realization because I started playing drums because my dad has a drum set in my room at home. And I started kind of playing the drums and, you know, the drum set is in my room. So every time I would walk by it, like I'd go get water from the kitchen. When I'd come back, I would play drums for like five minutes and then I'd get back into bed. And sometimes before I'd leave the house, if I was going to get my morning coffee, I'd play drums for a little bit and then go and get my coffee. It was something that like, it was right in front of me. And so for some reason, I just kept going back to it and, and doing it. And I actually felt happiness when I would figure out, figure out a new drum beat because when you're playing drums, it's like you're playing and then you, if you want to like learn a new beat, you kind of have to like retrain yourself for every new drum beat, at least for me, cause I'm a very much beginner. So it's like you have to take your mind. It's almost like solving a puzzle because it's about rhythm in your body. It'll click in your body before it clicks in your mind almost sometimes. It's so weird. But I genuinely was releasing serotonin when I was fucking figuring out new drum beats and shit. And it was like a puzzle and it was fun and it made me feel good. And it was therapeutic and I loved it. So I'm buying a drum set for my place in LA and I want to get kind of good at it for me. Not because I want to be in a fucking band one day. Not because I want to be a professional drummer one day. Not because I even want to be that good at it. I don't even care. I mean, I would like to be good at it, but like, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I genuinely enjoy it because I genuinely enjoy how it feels to play drums. And it makes me feel happy when I, when I do it and when I accomplish something. And it's something for me to work hard at without any consequences. It's like when you're in a really hard science class, you work really hard at that because if you fail then that could negatively impact your GPA, which could negatively impact getting into college. If I like can't figure out a drum beat, there's no, it's, there's no harm in it. It's fine. Like I'm not in a band. I just, there's no reason for Like it's just low pressure fun. And I'm doing it for myself, which gives me an element of confidence. I also bought a sewing machine because I also want to try sewing clothes at some point. I'm not going to be able to sew clothes for a long time, but I want to start sewing because I used to love sewing, but then I kind of gave it up because I just like didn't care anymore. I went through puberty and all of the hobbies I had as a kid just went away. Um, As they always say in like the fucking Tampax commercial, they're like, you know, they like said something about how like 
women give up on their hobbies when they're young for some reason. I don't remember that commercial, but it did stick in my head and I did just reference it. So, and I don't know if I even agree with that commercial. Um, but anyway, I did. I like kind of gave up on a lot of my hobbies when I was younger. And, but like, I want to get back into sewing because I feel like sewing, I mean, I love fuck, I love clothes. I love designing clothes. I love coming up with ideas for clothes, whatever, in my like free time, in my head. It's something I enjoy in general. So how fun would it be if I like tried to make stuff, you know? That sounds exciting to me. So I am getting a sewing machine as well. So I'm going to have two new hobbies. Drum set and sewing machine are on the way to my house. Um, And I'm really excited about it. Not for anybody else, but for just me. I think it'll help give my life some purpose and some excitement, you know, because sometimes it's hard to wake up every morning when you just work and do your silly little tasks and then go to bed there. There's it's, it gets depressing. I mean, look at the movie, the shining. There's a quote in there. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. I agree. All work and no play makes you dull. Doing silly little fun things for yourself is what life's all about. And it's also important because it involves nobody else but you. It's just you and your fun, silly little hobby. That's it. There's nobody else involved. Obviously, you can meet people through it, which is even better. But at the end of the day having hobbies is a you thing. Like when I'm, when I sit down at the drum set or when I start sewing things, like that's going to be something that I'm doing and only I'm doing it. Like nobody else is doing it and I'm doing it because it feels good and it releases serotonin for me. There's something so empowering about that. It's all about me. It's all for me. I do it for me. I enjoy it because I enjoy it. And when I improve at it, that's going to make me feel good too. So this is your sign. If you feel like you've been looking for a hobby, try to find something, but don't rush yourself because I've been figuring, I've been feeling like I needed a hobby for so long and it took me so long to figure out what things I was excited about picking up. It takes time. So be patient with yourself. You're not going to find it overnight. When my dad gave me the advice to find hobbies, I was like, shut up, shut up. And I kept pushing it off and not doing it and not doing it and not doing it. But it got to a point where the quote that I mentioned earlier, all work and no play makes Jack a very dull boy. That is what my life became. It was like I was literally that. All work and no play makes Emma a dull boy. That's how I fucking felt. I felt so, I feel so dull right now without any hobbies. When my dad gave me that advice, he was planting a seed. He wasn't telling me I needed to go out and find a hobby that day. He was like, listen, this is something that could help you. So just keep an eye out for something that piques your interest. And it happened eventually, but it took a long time to find it. Like drums and sewing, it's so random, but I feel excited about those two things and I'm very excited to get into it. So try to find your hobby that speaks to you that has no fucking other motive besides that you love it, period. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible... Start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. 
like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is brought to you by Dove. I'm messy. I'm a messy girl. And when you're as messy as I am, you need a deodorant that doesn't mess around. Enter Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Its lightweight formula is super-powered with vitamin B3 to reinforce your skin's natural odor defenses while providing new levels of skincare for your underarms, keeping you feeling fresh, whatever your day throws at you. Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Learn more at dove.com. Next topic. What's next? What's next on the list? Let's talk holiday gifting. Okay. I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh my God. There's nothing I hate more in my life than giving and receiving gifts. I hate it, but I'm going to give you guys my gift guide for different types of people and maybe it'll help give you guys some inspo. So number one, we have dads. Personally, my dad has a lot of hobbies. (laughs) I'm jealous of him. He surfs, he fucking paints, he makes music, he takes photographs. Like I hate him. I wish that I was like him. Um, he, I've never met a guy with more hobbies. If your dad has a hobby, say it's golf, whatever. The easiest way to excite your dad is to get them something bougie, not even necessarily bougie, but like something kind of like that they wouldn't buy for themselves for their hobby, but that like would make it more fun. For example, let's say your dad plays golf. If you get him you know, really funny, like, or cool golf tees, like the the little tees that you stick in the ground. Is that what it's called? I don't know anything about golf, but you get him like really funny fucking camo ones or something or like really cool, bright blue ones. Yeah. He wouldn't probably buy that for himself because it's unnecessary, but it's going to be a fun little thing that he'll have when he's playing golf or for my dad, like getting him a really cool wetsuit with a cool design on it. Although I think that surfers judge other surfers that have like crazy wetsuits because it's like embarrassing it's like not the cool thing to do but or like a really cool surfboard maybe that's kind of expensive but you get what I'm saying like something for their hobby and if your dad for some reason doesn't have hobbies get him some sort of massage thing for his back he probably needs it if he's working really hard or if your dad likes to cook new pans this is something that I didn't realize adults appreciated, but I really appreciate it. I My mom just uh, told me, because she, she's visiting me in LA right now, she was like, you need new f- cooking pans. Your pans are disgusting and burnt. They have burnt oil all over them. And I was like, okay, like you don't need to come at me like that. Um, but okay. And she bought me new pans. And now that I'm an adult, I realize how amazing it is. The brand Green Pan has really great pans. And I think they're, there's something good about them. Like, I don't know, like they're like nonstick, but it's like not as toxic as other nonstick pans. I'm pretty sure like they're made out of better stuff. I, listen, you're talking to, I'm literally an infant. I don't know what I'm talking about, but like getting new pots or pans, like a really nice cast iron skillet or something. Fucking dads love that shit if they cook or even moms love that shit too. Moving on to moms. Moms love... Well, it depends. There's so many different types of moms. It's tough. But I think moms really like... Okay, here's the thing about moms, though. It's hard. It's hard because moms love, like, really nice, like, 
clothing items and stuff like that. But then you get them for them and they never wear it. So that's why I'm stumped by moms. I'm like, I've heard this story from so many people where it's like, oh, I bought my mom like a really expensive purse and she never uses it. Or like I bought my mom really expensive slippers and she still wears her like ones that she got 10 years ago, you know, from Target. Like she doesn't like it's funny. I feel like moms tend to be like that. Um, so maybe don't go that route. Oh, you know what I think moms would really like? My mom loves crystals. I know that that's so funny, like in random, but my mom really likes cool crystals. You can find really cool crystals for pretty affordable online that are like really pretty and nice. Moms love that shit and they can like put them around the house. I think that's a great gift for a mom. Um, And like ones that have cute little good energy behind, like the ones that like, you know, they have like a explanation like, oh, this one will bring positivity or oh, this one will bring um, peace of mind. Like, you know, stuff like that. That could be kind of nice. Um, so maybe some crystals for your mom or maybe, uh, I know my mom loves PJs. So like any type of PJ set doesn't need to be expensive, but PJ set of sorts, you can't go wrong with that. I love that. I, I think, oh my God, I love when people give me PJs. That's like, that makes me like receiving gifts because I hate receiving gifts because I hate the whole process of being like, oh my God, thank you. Like, ugh, makes me sick. I hate it. But if somebody gave me PJs, I'd be so stoked that I wouldn't even have to like fake any. Well, it's not like I fake. See, the thing is, I don't ever fake emotions. Like I'm so grateful for any gift that I receive, but it's like, I always feel this pressure to have the perfect reaction. Like I almost overly animate my response to receiving a gift so that they feel appreciated because I don't ever want somebody to feel underappreciated for giving me a gift. So I feel this pressure to be so animated about it. I'm like, oh my God, I've been looking for a a body wash that was peppermint. Oh my God, thank you. Like that's so unnecessary, but like I don't want anybody to feel like I don't care. So I will overdo it and that's why I hate it. But if somebody gave me PJs, I would genuinely be that stoked and that loud and that animated about it just because I love PJs. So I feel like giving people PJs, you can't go wrong. Um, So that's that. Uh, Let's talk about for your friends. I feel like for friends, it's so much easier. Like, because, you know, you guys have inside jokes. I think always playing off the inside jokes for friends is so fun. Like, let's say you have an inside joke about Snuggies or like about a toaster like play into that. That's always my route with friends. It's the most fun. It gets a good laugh and everybody's happy. I feel like that's the way to go. As for significant others, oh my God, don't even get me started. I hate it. This is this is my biggest nightmare. I don't know why, but I, I tend to buy my significant other clothing for some reason. But that's so stressful and I don't know why I put myself through that because it's really hard. Like if they don't like it, that's just going to make like it makes me cringe thinking about getting somebody that you're dating a piece of clothing and then them hating it. Like that literally makes me sick. I, I, I'm still stumped to this day about how to do it. I would say for your girlfriend, let's say you have, well, God, I don't know. 
I think jewelry, I think jewelry, you can't go wrong for whoever you're dating. Like I feel like anybody likes jewelry. I think it's, let's say you, you know, you're dating somebody who's trying to like spice up their style a little bit, getting them some really cool, playful, fun jewelry. You can't go wrong. Also, it like has then a sentimental value, which is special. I also think that getting your significant other something like that it relates to your relationship, whether that's like a cute framed photo of you or like maybe a fun like handmade painting, like find somebody on Etsy to like paint a painting of you guys. That could be kind of cute, but also kind of creepy maybe. Depends on how long you've been talking. I don't know, dude. I shouldn't have even gotten into the relationship gifting because I'm just as lost as anybody else. I don't know. Good luck gift giving this year. It's really awful. But do you know what I'm actually excited about this year? Everybody's been talking about how it's so important to shop um, small businesses for Christmas this year. And I love that idea. I love that idea because, or the holidays in general. Um, I just celebrate Christmas, so I shouldn't be speaking for just me. But, um, find this is like a fun time to like go online and try to find some cool small businesses and shop those like I love that or even like going to vintage stores or thrifting gifts like that could be even fun too it's like sustainable because you know you're not adding to the waste of whatever um going to like Goodwill and like finding a cool plate for your mom like that's kind of fun right or like finding a cool like vintage record player for like your significant other or your sibling or something like that's exciting. It's like treasure hunting. So that could be a fun way to do it this year is to like think about buying used items from the thrift store, like a treasure hunt. That's fun. But also finding cool small businesses. It's like a fucking treasure hunt for gifts this year and it'll make it more fun. It's not like just you're on the Amazon, you're not like on Amazon, like, okay, I could fucking buy anything here. Like, what am I going to do? Like, let's say you find a, a small business, uh, maybe an artist who makes like really cool self portraits, like really like artistic portraits of people. You could go and get for your family, everybody like a cool portrait of themselves that they could hang up or maybe of their pet or something. And like, that's better than buying like a fucking lazy boy chair off Amazon you know I don't know there's something special about that but good luck everybody that's the way I'm trying to think of it this year this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. who doesn't wish they had a little bit more time but the question is time for what if time was unlimited how do we even use it I feel like if I had an extra hour every day I would spend it well I'd like to say I'd spend it meditating deep breathing self-reflecting but I would probably be using it on my phone. And I know that that's cliche, but it's true. It's good to sit down and think about what's important and make it a priority. And therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can work with you to define your values and understand your priorities so you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash anything. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Visible. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where things just aren't what they seem? Like maybe you're seeing someone and find out they're hiding a few quirks or maybe a wireless company with hidden fees? Well, there's one company that's keeping it real. 
Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Visible gives you one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. For just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Okay, so we just talked about Christmas, and so now it's natural. Sorry, coffee break. Oh my God. Frankie, stop. Okay. Um, Frankie's my sweet little, oh my God. Let's just talk about my cat Frankie for a second. I, it's so funny. She's so shy. Like she only likes me and it's the best fucking thing for my ego ever because she only likes me. She only hangs out with me. She doesn't let anybody else pick her up. She doesn't let anybody else pet her. Only me. It's incredible. Everybody hates her. Everybody hates her. They're like, she's such a little bitch, but she literally loves me so much for no reason. I mean, I guess it's because I adopted her. Like she maybe assumes that I'm her mommy, which I love, but she only likes me and it makes me feel so good. Like she's just in the recording studio with me, which is my closet. Um, and she's just licking my hand and purring. And I'm like, you aren't like this with anybody else. And that is, ah, it makes me feel so good. I love her. Anyway, um, let's talk about uh, New Year's resolutions. I never make them. I hate them. I think they're so stupid. But this year, I'm going to try to think of a few. And maybe we can all try this year to do that. Uh, I just don't like to like... I don't like to create a goal for myself just because there's like a year... Just because the year changes. Like I like to try to make goals for myself all year round. Because I'm... That's the most annoying thing anybody could possibly say. And I just said it. But it's kind of true. I try to like you know, cause I feel like it, it's unrealistic to like make all these goals in the beginning of the year. Like, I don't know, but I've also been seeing people on TikTok making new year's resolution or like they're completing their new year's resolutions and they're like talking about it, like from the beginning of 2020 to now, like showing their like journey with one of their new year's resolutions. And I kind of felt left out and had FOMO about it. So now I want to try to have one and see what happens. So here's my new year's resolution. Number one, I want to learn how to play at least 10 of my favorite songs on the drums. That doesn't seem too hard, but actually it does. But that could be fun. Number two, I want to learn how to, I want to sew myself a full outfit. Shirt and pants. I also want to stop not acknowledging my own accomplishments. Okay. I never acknowledge my own accomplishments and I am numb to my own accomplishments. So my goal in New Year's resolution is to start feeling proud of myself. I don't know if that's possible, but I will try. And last but not least, I want to find confidence and validation within myself and not outside of myself. Thank you. That's mine. Um, yeah, those are my New Year's resolutions. I'm going to write them down in a journal and then I'm going to come back in a year and see what happened and see what happens. Like see if it, if I did, if it came true. God only knows. Okay. I'm ready for questions because to be honest, my brain is empty, guys. Like I I hate it. I don't get why, but my brain is empty. I, I like no new thoughts. Actually, I just shared enough thoughts. I feel like I did enough. I am fine. We can move on to questions. Um, the first question is, talk about your celebrity crushes. Okay, I've had so many and I kind of want to list all of them. 
Um, because I think it's funny. Okay, so the first crush I ever had was the Brothers and the Naked Brothers band. If you remember what that is, God bless you. Um, that was my first ever crush, I think, celebrity crush. I've had so many. I've been so boy crazy since I was a fucking like literal four-year-old I, like I don't understand why I'm like that I've always I was born just being like always having a crush like always I'm like that I'm so like that um so yeah okay it started with the brothers from the naked brothers band then it went to the Jonas brothers I don't know what's going on with me and boy bands but apparently that was my my thing the Jonas brothers specifically Nick Jonas um Sometimes would kind of go back and forth between Joe and Nick, but always usually Nick. Whereas now I feel like I'd have more of a crush on Joe, but whatever. That was one, probably my second crush. I also had a crush on the actor that played the main character in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. Okay. That one doesn't really make much sense. He just looks like a, I don't really know what was going on there with that crush. That one was weird. Um, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, he was definitely a cute kid, but it just is so fucking random. I was obsessed with him. Like, obsessed. I I don't know why. Like, I, when I Google, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, he just, when I look back, I'm like, he looks like a normal, he, I I don't know what my, like, 10-year-old brain was thinking. Like, he just, he's cute. I mean, sure, but it's just, like, it's so, it's such a random person to be as obsessed with him. I was so obsessed with him. It was like unhealthy. I don't understand how or why that happened. Um, oh, then it was Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse was like an on and off again crush for me for a very long time. Um, I had a crush on him in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but then my crush for him kind of got reborn when I watched season one of Riverdale. I like, for some reason just thought he was so cute. So that happened. That was a huge crush for me. I also had a huge crush on Joe Keery from stranger things. I couldn't get over that one. That one like physically hurt my body. Like that one, like I, I don't know why I was so obsessed with him. I used to try to like tweet at him I think or like DM him on Twitter and be like I need to marry you like I have to um but he has a girlfriend so you know that was one that I think it's better that that didn't go anywhere um but that was a really I was upset like I was determined I was like I don't know why but I like I love this man like I I am in love this is the man of my dream like I don't know what I think it was honestly his hair in the show like the fucking mullet thing, like that just like got me, got my brain go- moving like crazy. I just like, no, not like that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just got, it really struck a chord for me. Like I don't, it was the hair for me. Um, Who else? I mean, obviously I think my most recent crush was Timothy Chalamet for so long and I just couldn't get over that one. I was obsessed with him, but I've also been obsessed with him. I was obsessed with him from like solidly 2017 to like 2019 solid maybe even 2016 and like I like feel like I actually had a crush on him like I feel like I was one of the first ones like I feel like I found him and I didn't but I feel like I was there first like it's like I have the whole like you know everybody like 
who listens to Tame Impala, you know, is every, who's first, right? It's always that argument. It's like, well, I found them in 2015. Well, I found them in 2014. Well, I found them in 2016, but I'm, you know, it's like everybody's always arguing about it, right? That's how I feel about Timothy Chalamet. I'm like, I, you guys, you guys are just figuring this out now. I had a crush on him literally in 2016. So where were you guys? Anyway, uh, but I kind of got over that one. Um, 2020, I, I mean, yeah, I think I just got over that one. Um, also, when I watched Fight Club, is that what that movie's called? Fight Club? I think so. Uh, I randomly got a crush on Brad Pitt for the whole duration of the movie. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that. Um, but who else have I ever had a crush on? Let me try to think. Let me try to think. I had a little weird Ross Lynch phase for about 45 minutes, which is random. Um, it only lasted about 45 minutes, but oh my God, I totally forgot about a massive part of my childhood, MagCon. Oh my God, I had a huge crush on them. I thought Nash Greer and Cameron Dallas were, I thought I was going to marry them. Like I genuinely was like, like, you know what I said about Joe Keery earlier from Stranger Things? Forget it. I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to be Cameron Dallas's wife when I was like 13, 12, 12 or 13. I was fully prepared to be Cameron Dallas's wife. And I mean, like my friends and I were so obsessed with MagCon to a point we made a vine. Oh my God, this is so fucking embarrassing. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We made a vine when vine was a thing that was like all of us. So I'm, I don't have it anymore, but. I feel so bad for my middle school friends. Sorry, guys, if you guys ever hear this. I know that we don't want to talk about this story. It's really embarrassing, but I'm telling it anyway. We made a vine and we all like got, we all stood in front of the camera and said, when MagCon boys post a new picture. And then we all filmed ourselves screaming and sitting in a chair, like looking at the screen and screaming. Middle school hormones are crazy. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I don't know what I, puberty hit us all like a fucking ton of bricks, baby. I mean, we were just, what the fuck? We were like cute, like I, it was dangerous. I mean, I don't like the fact that those things like are possibly even on the internet still like terrifies me. I like, I, and the worst part is too, I like, I've, I, I think I've met Cameron Dallas before once and like I just was so embarrassed when I met him because I was like thinking in the back of my head about that moment and I was like I don't know how I'm supposed to like I don't know how I'm supposed to like even speak to this man like I'm so fucking mortified like if only he knew what like makes me sick um those are all the celebrity crushes I can remember but I've had so many I've always I don't think I've gone a week without having a crush on my on a boy in my whole life like I've I always have a boy on lock I always got a crush on one. And then if I'm in, unless I'm dating somebody, then I have a crush on who I'm dating. But why am I like that? Is that normal? You guys tell me, do you guys always have crushes on somebody? I never don't because for me, here's what it is. Okay. I don't have a crush on a real person in real life. Time to find a celebrity to get emotionally attached to. Like the last time I was single, I literally 
just fixated on Timothy Chalamet. I should not be talking about this on the internet. I okay. Um, and I'd like watch an interview here and there, and like I'd be like, wow, it's almost like I'm on a date. I literally, it's sick. I don't. It makes me sick. Somebody asks why keep romantic relationships private. I actually tried to film a whole episode on this, so I'll be very brief. Because it, it didn't work when I tried to record an episode about it. But here's my problem with public relationships. It's so, like, it bothers me how public relationships in my age group specifically, I think that with older people, it tends to be different because they're a lot more mature. They're less likely to exploit one another. But relationships in my age group, there's so much exploitation of the relationship for clicks and for views and all of that, that rubs me the wrong way. And there's a lot of using one another for, you know, some sort of gain. And that to me is so toxic because, I mean, there's so many endless reasons, but one of the biggest ones being like, if you're exploiting your relationship on the internet and it's benefiting you in some way or your significant other in some way, you're more likely to stay in that relationship even if it's not good. You're more likely to settle in that relationship even if it's, even if it's not good because you're gaining from it. So you're not going to be handling the relationship in a, in a normal, healthy way because you're going to be making your decision based on the fact that, you know, you're financially gaining from it. Like you're not going to make rational decisions or smart decisions as it's going to be harder to make rational and smart decisions when you're financially gaining from the relationship. But also I have trust issues and I don't think that I could like, if my boyfriend say like was filming me like and surprised me with some sort of nice thing, like a really nice dinner at Nobu, but then like vlog the whole thing. I'd be like, so did you do this for the vlog or do you do this? Cause you fuck with me. Cause I'm your girlfriend. Like what's real. What's fake. You know, what's just for the camera. I think the perfect example of a couple that did it right is Cody and Kelsey. Cody, Co and Kelsey Kreppel. Because number one, they're mature enough to handle it where I don't think it's going to put a wedge in their relationship. Number two, they don't ever exploit one another. They make videos together almost as if they're friends because they're both funny and they both are so entertaining and great to watch. And it's like they make videos together that are entertaining without them having to exploit their relationship without them having to clickbait like boyfriend tag you know we spill all the secrets about our relationship like that's not what they're doing they're just together in a video making funny shit but it doesn't have anything to do with their relationship they're not exploiting their relationship yes their relationship is public and they do stuff together but they're not exploiting each other they're making content together because they're both funny and they have a great friendship outside of their relationship. Yes, they have the romantic element, but they would be friends if they weren't dating. You know what I mean? Like not really because if they were, weren't dating, then that would mean that they broke up. But you know what I'm saying? And then it's hard to be friends with an ex, but whatever. Um, you see what I'm saying? Like they make videos together as if they're friends. Like they they have fun banter about things that aren't each other and they don't clickbait using each other like my fucking dogs are barking stop stop oh my god what if I told you that I stopped my recording for a second and then 
forgot that I had a COVID test um, appointment at my house. And then now I just got my nose probed and cried because it hurt. Not like cried like as in like Wah! cried as in like my eyes were watering. Um, I got my brain poked today. Uh, actually, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, but that's what I just did. But I'm back. Anyway, I totally forgot what we were talking about. So this is this episode's a fucking mess. I'm a mess, but whatever. Um, we're talking about public relationships, why it's bad, when it works. Cody and Kelsey are a great example. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I just think that there's something so sacred about having a private relationship and having it all to yourself. And I think that making relationships public can make it lose uh, some of the magic. I also think that dating is something that is so all over the place. You break up with people, you get back together, you're, you know, dating for a long time, like whatever, like you, you know, you talk to new people, you get back together. It's like, there's so much that happens and it would be really hard to experience all of those things under a microscope, you know, like it would be really difficult. And that's why I don't talk about it. But also I, I want to respect the private, the privacy of my significant other. And I also don't want to feel like I'm being used either. Cause that's a huge fear of mine. And so I think that it's just better overall to keep it private. But I do think that at some point I will, I will open up about it, but it'll have to be when I'm older and when I'm getting married. Speaking of that, why literally like I don't know if it's I've been talking to a lot of people about this why am I like ready to settle down and like have a family already I I am like ready for that next step in my life like I just don't want to be a teen anymore like I just want to be an adult but it's like why am I rushing my life though I shouldn't be doing that I should be like living it day by day but maybe it's the fact that we're in COVID situation maybe that's making me want to like settle down or whatever because it's like I'm already like not doing much so it like sounds like the right probably when things start happening again I'm going to regret saying that luckily there's no baby or family coming anytime soon so we have nothing to worry about but anyway um you know what I just remembered I so I just got my COVID test and when I had like a conversation it was like one of the rapid tests that you find out within like five minutes or whatever um, so me and the COVID test lady were outside and we were just chatting, waiting for my results to come in. And, and then, so we kind of had like built a little friendship in the few minutes that we were together. Not really, but you know what I'm saying? We were talking. And so then when she was leaving, I was like, okay, like how do I like say goodbye to her? Cause like we just had a long conversation. Like I don't, I mean, it wasn't long, but like five minutes with a stranger, you know what I mean? And so I was like, bye stay safe out there and and it was so awkward and I I feel like that's my one area socially that I lack I'm so bad at saying goodbye like I'll be getting out of somebody's car like one of my friend's cars and I'll be like all right I'll say some weird shit every time and I and it makes me cringe so bad like I'll, I'll say something like all right see you guys um like don't hit a squirrel on the way home and then I'll close the door. Like no context what I say ever. And it's so weird. Like I, I did it today. I was getting out of somebody's car and I, what did I say? What did I say? Oh my God. Okay. I was getting out of somebody's car. It's Thursday today when I'm recording this and I was like, okay, love you. Happy Tuesday to be like funny. 
But it's not Tuesday. It's Thursday. And I knew that. And that's why I said it. But like, why did I say that? Like, why do I do that when I'm saying goodbye? It's so awkward. It's so fucking awkward. So I need to work on that. That's something that I'm going to start workshopping, like just figuring out how to not do that. Um, Because it just like makes everybody uncomfortable. So, okay. Last question. Somebody said predictions for 2021. Um, I think it's going to be, I honestly think it's going to be a great year. I think that things are going to kind of return to some normalcy at some point in 2021, which will be very exciting. I think that everybody is going to have an awakening in a way when things start opening back up and we're allowed to like do whatever we want. There's going to be an appreciation for life and for that freedom to do whatever you want that we have never, ever felt in our whole life. And I think that it's something to look forward to. You know, it's very exciting that at some point we're going to be able to, I think we're all going to appreciate everything so much more. We're going to appreciate putting our phones down. Like, I feel like we're going to live in the moment so much more and really like soak it up. I hope, I really hope for that because I think that that could be such a silver lining in this whole thing. If we can go into 2021 and then return to some level of normalcy and then really appreciate life in a way that we never could have otherwise. And what better way to make people appreciate the simple pleasures of sitting inside at a restaurant than not being able to for eight months, you know? I'm excited for it. I think we have a lot to look forward to in this life. Moral of this episode, my brain is empty, but I'm getting some hobbies and I think that's going to help. And I recommend you do the same. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to me every week and putting up with me and my bullshit, you know? (coughs) I appreciate all of you guys so much. And if you enjoy the podcast, give it a little five stars on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. If you want to tweet me questions or tweet me stuff for my advice sessions that I do here, the Twitter's at AG Podcast. You can tweet anything at me there. Um, and I hope that you guys have an amazing rest of your week and have a fun weekend and or have a fun week and I'll see you next week and I love you all a lot and stay awesome. And don't be so hard on yourself, okay? We all need to be a little bit easier on ourselves. Let's work on that. And let's look forward to 2021. Okay, bye everybody. Love you guys. Mwah.